Hello, and welcome to the Strongbow Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Plotzman, and today I'm joined by Hank King, and very special. Hank is here in person today because we are having our first all-team meeting uh, since the pandemic began. So welcome, Hank. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to see you face-to-face as well. It's good to see the team. It's right. been a long time it's been since we all have been time. in one place. January 2020. Yes. To now it's been a really long time, so uh, it's great. So we we've been we've been um, learning a lot and sharing a lot of information. Um, what 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 have you picked up along the way this week, Hank? You know, it's been a lot of great conversation about kind of trends within the industry, uh, both from an operational standpoint, from a technology standpoint, mm-hmm. and so it's been very informative. Great to collaborate uh, with with our colleagues, and you know, I, I think one thing that has stood out is that, you know, enterprises are continuing to evolve yeah, and sure. drive network modernization. So whether it's, you know, for, uh, SD-WAN, uh, whether it's, you know, moving to the cloud or, or 5G, just lots of interesting things going on uh, in the uh, enterprise right now. Yeah, those are all really interesting topics. So we'd love to maybe jump in and talk a little bit about 5G. Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, 5G is is one of those things that everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. Probably as, as much as we talk about SD WAN. Yeah. Um, but curious to get your take on kind of the, the outlook for, for 5G. <laughs> I know it's been a long time coming, and it, it's finally here, sort of. Yeah. And I uh, would love to to get your your take on the outlook. Yeah, we see it all over the TV, right? Commercials, NFL is sponsored by Verizon and 5G, AT and T and 5G. It's kind of overwhelming, but I. I smile when I think of this question because, um, oh God, it was probably back in 2016. I went to um, an impromptu visit to to a seminar. It was it was given by a consortium known as Cable Labs. Not sure if you've ever heard of Cable Labs. Yep, but they're, they're familiar. They're, they're they you know they they look after the industry uh, of cable providers. And I think they were like a, a pioneer in some of those cable modem standards like Doxis. But somehow I ended up at this conference and they started to talk about 5G. And I was really confused at the time. Like, why am I at this cable conference to talk about broadband? And we're talking about 5G. I mean, it was exclusively about 5G. And if I recall what that conversation was like back then, it really wasn't very different than how we're talking about 5G today. So it was six years ago and not much has changed. You know, for example, I remember them talking about IoT, autonomous vehicles, robotics, and the need for 5G. And here, and, and here we are five, six years later, and we still aren't seeing it deployed in like a proliferation of those use cases, maybe isolated, there are a few out there. Companies are thinking about it a lot, definitely thinking about IoT and edge and things like that. But, you know, 5G, I mean, you don't even see a lot of service offerings from the providers around 5G. So I feel like we've been talking a lot about it for six years, but the messaging is still the same. Meanwhile, you know, if you go on Cable Labs website today, um, I don't think they talk much about 5G. I think they're kind of back to their roots about the cable industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wh- what do you think that is? I mean, obviously, lo- lots of discussion, not much has changed o- over five years. Um, but, you know, why do you think that is? Is it a matter, is it a 
a matter of the the technology mm-hmm. really you know working to, to come to fruition uh, or is it an issue of applications and services kind of catching up to be able to to find ways to use it and leverage it that's that's meaningful and value valuable yeah. to, to to customers both from a consumer standpoint from an enterprise standpoint yeah I think part of it is just massive amount of investment right billions of dollars in spectrum um, auctions were being completed for for years after 2016 um, and then the investment of fiber in the ground and digging that up and laying down the fiber and then all of the radios and the equipments and 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 the political backdrop of it all too right there's this concept of or this you know very real barrier of buying different components because of security concerns so they have to spend a lot of money on the infrastructure there's kind of uncertainty about the availability of the infrastructure and it's just taken a really long time now we have it on our cell phones or you know a version of it my cell phone says 5g (laughs) i can download a movie really fast that's great but you know it's not really unlocking the business value that i think the application owners or the application developers are ready they're ready to take advantage of the technology if the infrastructure was there and we're talking about massive overhaul of you know, legacy cellular networks that have been around for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. And it's being available on a broad basis. Yes, yes. You know, we're seeing preliminary studies that show for, you know, a client that has hundreds or thousands of locations in metropolitan cities, we're seeing like 30% coverage. That's just not enough for our enterprise customers to say, hmm, I think it's time to undergo a really expensive transition capital investment i mean i think the economics will eventually be there but you know we're just i think a little bit too early right now yeah so looking forward you know if if you're trying to think about where we're at on the spectrum you know do you think that we're two years out three years out Ooh, uh, you know predictions are hard (laughs) (laughs) i don't get them right all the time and we do our annual predictions um, in the December time frame, but I do talk about 5G and I've talked about low orbiting Earth satellites, which have been getting a lot of play recently with the unfortunate events in the Ukraine and how that's provided you know people with connectivity. And I still think that has a role here. But as coming back to point, Hank, and to answer your question, you know, I guess I would predict we're three to five years away from enterprise customers leveraging this technology. I think that maybe for home users, you know, maybe we're a couple of years away in certain markets for, you know, people to take advantage of, of that technology. But the enterprise customer, I think we're, we're, we're getting through that refresh cycle right now. And we're going to have to wait for the next one. I don't think anybody's going to stop their deployment right now and jump to 5G. Yeah. So I guess if you, if you look at your crystal ball, uh-huh. And you, you think about uh, potential uses relative to enterprise clients. Is there anything that comes to mind that you, you think will uh, be towards the front of the line when it comes uh, to uh, valuable kind of enterprise uses? Well, I think replacing some of the fixed line services, broadband uh, with, with 5G rather, is definitely on the roadmap. 
And I think customers are getting comfortable with LTE as a primary or secondary connection type. And that's going to let, you know, 5G just give them more capability, more bandwidth, more assurance. And the preliminary offers that we've seen are really competitive when compared to their broadband or MPLS alternatives. So I do really think that that's going to be a first use case out the door. And then, you know, we get into like the really cool stuff, the Internet of Things and autonomous vehicles and, you know, I don't know, smart hospitals and how that connects with with edge compute. I think that's a little ways away because to get that to work, you need like thousands of devices out there. And when we're talking about replacing fixed wire connectivity, we're talking about one at a time as opposed to laying a fabric of thousands. So, you know, I think it's all going to happen. It's just, you know, never happens as quite as fast as you think it will. So interesting that you, you mentioned the economic piece and 5G being comparable to, to broadband uh, and broadband being traditionally a commodity, you know, mm-hmm. type service. And that is, is there going to be enough value in feed in, with 5G um, you know, from a, a price standpoint that will justify and support you know, this big investment? I think so. I mean, the, the people who have invested in 5G have to make their money back. I don't think that, I don't think there's a business case on the planet that says that the, the, the cost is going to be, you know, um, squandered and unrealized the value. So I think it'll be um, price to perform, price to move, and, you know, everybody's going to see the value. The enterprise will see the value and the carriers will get their return. Good deal. Well, it was great catching up with you. Yeah, it's Hank. good to see you face to face. I know it's been a while. It's been a long time. But thanks and thanks for jumping on the podcast uh, studio today. Yeah, no problem. Glad to glad to be here. Thanks, Hank. Bye. Take care.